0: to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here in the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. This is hour number three. This is something new. We're starting here. So technically, this is not the Clay Edwards Show, but I am, of course, Clay Edwards. Uh, this is a new segment we're going to be doing every Tuesday from nine to ten for the foreseeable future uh, with Kelly's Greens, and I've got Kelly Williams and Chad King in the studio with me, and we're going to be calling this "Grow Your Know, know Your Grow."
1: Grow your know. Grow no, your know. Grow, grow your know. Pull your,
0: pull your mic a little closer, there. Yeah, grow grow your know, and that's kind of grow your knowledge about the medical marijuana industry.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yep.
0: So, Kelly, um, we had a great conversation the other day. Uh, you told me about your history and kind of what drove you to this and the whole nine yards. And I'm just going to pass the baton to you and kind of let you introduce yourself, introduce Chad, and kind of tell us what we're here to do.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you first and foremost. And get there. Um, So thank you for sharing your time with us. Um, We're excited about it, Uh, and it is the Grow Your Know, and so we're going to grow our knowledge. Um, It uh, I'm Kelly Williams. I'm the founder and CEO of Kelly's Green, and I've got Chad King here with us. Who are you, Chad? Tell us who you are. Everybody (laughs) everybody already knows, but tell us anyway.
2: (laughs) So I'm the co-founder and COO of Kelly's Green. Um, We're a vertically integrated medical marijuana company in Mississippi um, that we've been working on Marijuana and changing the narrative and educating people since 2017. That's right. So six years we've been in this fight with all the ups and downs. And one of the things we noticed early on was that there's just a lot of misinformation or lack of information. And so this is an opportunity, I think, to cover all things medical marijuana in the state.
0: You know, I think one of the things that played in y'all's favor, which short-term, it didn't seem like it was going to, but long-term from a public perception and changing the narrative standpoint, mm-hmm. is what happened with the them trying to repeal the 65 stuff. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, right. and going back, and a lot of your freedom fighter folks, say, like myself and us here at WYAB, um, whether we're f- pro or— or against you know anti or or pro uh, medical marijuana? Like well, hold on now, but we voted on this. That's right, right? You know, so right. so now we're kind of all end up in the on the same team. Which I was, right. all, I've always personally been pro. You know, people being able to make up their own minds sure. on what they want to do. But I do think that that you talk about changing the narrative. I think that really did change the narrative a bit because there's a lot of people who don't agree with you know the mayor of Madison so on and so forth and the whole initiative deal that where they kind of mm-hmm. sh- tried to steal. it, You know steal something from us that we voted for. That's right. right. And
2: and, and so it set a new tone and that was what was so important with the vote because when we saw 74% of the people that got out and voted for 65 over the 65A alternative, what we saw is that the people had outgrown their representation, in a sense. And so what it showed was this passes all party lines, that this was the majority of the people of the state going, no, we want this. And then what was so important about it being struck down the next year by the Supreme Court was not an issue of marijuana it was an issue of initiative process so what it did was it stripped away every citizen's rights to amend their own constitution it was far greater than just marijuana Absolutely. and so i think it just put everything in the forefront of okay what are we losing when you talk about freedom what are we losing the ability to do as citizens? And this was sort of just the catalyst, I think to that, that everybody was like, whether you like it or not, that's why I always say, I don't care if you like marijuana or not, you don't have to use it, but for people that want to mitigate their suffering and do it like 37 other States in this country already have it, we're going to do it here. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely.
0: right. Yeah. I um, I don't mean to cut you off and get followed uh-huh. up talking. No, about no, it. no, no, it is. It's uh, exciting. You know, it, it's one of the things that we've talked about at nauseam here is just say, Hey, uh, the The initiative process is broken, and hopefully this gets it back on the track it needs to go. They got, still got to take care of it. I'm just glad that they got it fixed. And, it, again, it brought a bunch of people together. And, you know, you talked about it crossing party lines. Mm-hmm. And I've told the story multiple times. Any given Sunday, I'm Southern Baptist, conservative, Christian male here, um, and I know that there's this narrative that this is a very – urban thing or maybe it's a very uh, black thing or democrat thing or whatever it's just uh, there, there's that public perception i said, like, man i can tell you i can sit back in church and point out to no less than 50 people that probably smoked before they walked in the door right that you wouldn't think fit that profile so it it, it, it crosses all parties and everything you know yeah, and, and whatnot
1: absolutely And i, I was going to say in in going back to um so i'm going to go back a little bit further so you know i I know that um, my work with uh, marijuana and in, in the state of Mississippi predates even the marijuana medical marijuana campaign that started in uh, 2018. Um, Chad and I are both lawyers by profession, and so um, in a lot of that work, uh, we worked with families and cannabis, and um, and actually drafted some legislation that was passed in 2017. But during that work, um, we would defend. Um, Uh, families, if you will, and and fight for their right to stay together um, when when parents were alleged of um, using marijuana, and somehow that was seen as neglect. And so um, during our research uh, during those years, what we found is that it's across everything that marijuana use is the same across all barriers. So um, like, and I, to your point just a moment ago saying that sometimes people think marijuana use is for a particular class or a particular race or a particular this or a particular socioeconomic uh, status of our society or any of that. None of that is true. What we know, who
0: smoke, just sit on the couch all day and do nothing. Right? That's right. That's right. That's right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, frankly, I know professional. I mean, of course, I know professionals that that uh, smoke marijuana. Don't worry, everybody. I'm not calling anybody out. But the point is, is of course, we know professionals that do it. We know. Um. And but that's what we found in our research was that hey, wait a minute, this is across every. You know, this is equal use across the board. Um. And that was one of the things that we were struck by. Um, in our uh, in our research when we were practicing law because we were surprised by it because that narrative is very different. The narrative that is out there that people really, at least up to now, and hopefully I think it's changing now, and we're talking about medical marijuana in Mississippi, and I, I want to make that clear, too. We're not talking about recreational use. Um, I mean, I, I, I get that there, there are people out there for that, and that's fine, and, and I guess that's a different show, but we really are talking about medical marijuana and mitigating suffering um, but I thought that was an interesting, to your point, that marijuana use is the same across all barriers.
0: Yeah, I often thought for years and years and years. I came from the nightclub business on Nightclubs and Jacks for 15 years. And, I, and so I got to see a wide swath of people, you know, doing what they do after, you know, when they're having a good time, letting their hair down. And I just knew and I'm a former addict and I've just been through it all. Right. And so I, I just know that it's, it, it crosses all everything. Mm-hmm. If we ever got a chance to vote for it, it would absolutely win. I was surprised it was only 74%. Right. You know, I mean, like I really thought once people got in there and the the people, their church members weren't looking over their shoulders and they could pull that lever, that exactly what would happen happened. Right. Right. So it it was it was a good moment for us.
2: Well, and it showed that it was an issue that people cared about, because when you looked at the percentage of people that voted for that versus the percentage of who they voted for for president or who they voted for for governor, you saw that this was an overwhelming population that voted for to have a medical marijuana program or to have Initiative 65. And so, you know, to Kelly's point, what what sort of laid this foundation with us Why we say we've been in the fight for so long is seeing and coming into contact with so many families of Mississippi that had been ripped apart. CPS had took their kids because they tested positive for marijuana. And and I remember thinking this can't be right. You you haven't had your kids for 4 years? Like like I just remember like one of my very first cases and it was absolutely true and that's what was happening. So what we did was we worked with you know the law passed in 2017 where where they made it You can't take somebody's child, you can't take probable cause to take someone's child based on just solely a positive test for marijuana. Well, it was kind of a bait-switch thing, wasn't it? Absolutely. you got to show some causal connection. Like like, like when you said earlier, people think that they're just sitting on the couch and not taking care of their kids. If your drug use is doing that, if your child's neglected in some other evidence base, like they're not getting to school on time, they're not properly dressed, they're not a safe, suitable, appropriate environment, what we saw was this was a target on poor people. Is basically what it was. Because like you just said, you can sit in your church and turn around and point out like 50 people. It wasn't the, the the 50 people that are working and their kids are getting to school or they're in private school and they're just going out on Saturday night after their kids have gone to sleep and smoking weed on their back porch. You didn't see them coming into youth court or CPS getting called. It's It was mainly, you could see that it tracked socioeconomic status too. And so what we were doing, the visceral response I think for people sometimes is if they think that a child's in danger, is, well I will take them away From this person and put them here where I feel safe. But what we learned is we were doing huge, huge, horrible trauma on these children by removing them from that environment. And it was based solely on someone coming into court and testing positive for marijuana. There was no other evidence that these kids were in any way neglected. And so that's what we worked really hard to change. And it sort of like fueled this fire of. Let's take it to the next step. Let's keep growing on this. People need this. Um, there are lots of people, professionals, like Kelly said, that we, <laughs> we won't name, but, but, but professionals that we know that were, that were literally uh, there's probably 20 listening, right? Now, right. Yeah. Like, please don't say my name. Please. Hey, y'all. Name. No, <laughs> hey, everybody. No. Uh, so, so what we saw is like these professionals that I, I personally knew some professionals that would like drive somewhere and buy whatever off the street because their mother had cancer and they had been prescribed opioids out the yin yang but like it affected their ability to have an appetite or it affected their ability to you know just have normal bodily functions like like their quality of life was horrific and so what we got what we started talking about was people should be able to get a safe regulated alternative to pain and that's exactly what this does and whether you like it or not it, it's been it's been used we didn't bring marijuana to mississippi <laughs> marijuana has been here for decades and decades It was like kelly so, told, yeah.
0: you know kelly kelly brought up something you know about uh kids and all that And it reminded me of a what really turned a corner for me from you know my kind of rigid conservative christian upbringing on it was here though i'm a former addict neither here nor there but my my mindset. Was I knew a girl who had to move her and her child. She had a daughter with Crohn's, mm-hmm. and they had to move to Colorado right. so she could get the oil right, treatment. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, you know, I mean that seems like a big issue there that we can't use this for legitimate and, and even I'm mean, like legitimate medical stuff, not even anxiety and stuff like that. But we can't even use it for what I would call that's a medical procedure,
2: right? right. You
0: know, it, it, I was like that. So I was like, I started really turning the corner on it and seeing. Uh, the difference it made her quality of life once they moved right and it was like why can't we have that here what do we what do what we do correct
2: and, and 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 we're pushing up against just like decades and decades of propaganda in in what you think marijuana is. Like, you think it's this huge, big chocolate brownie that you see in the movies, or you think that, you know, Cheech and Chong are smoking in their car, so now they're all dazed and confused and and, and don't know how to function the rest of their day. And, and, And that is just not scientifically how marijuana can be and is used, especially in a medicinal program, because there are so many things that benefits these patients that have these debilitating conditions that 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 have just been proven. We've had enough time now in thirty seven other states too and enough research now where we can say there is value to this. And so I get it. We are dealing with tons and tons and tons of misinformation or what you have ideas about. Um and it's sort of interesting because like 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 when you've said like, you know, I'm I'm a conservative Christian, it's almost like there's been a line drawn that if you like marijuana or think that it's beneficial somehow you can't also fit into that box of conservative right. christian and it's like no you can like 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 this isn't a value system this right. is a medical need and a medical relief that we can bring people and and i think that that it just all goes back to misinformation and and that's why we wanted to grow your know with this hour is so you so you should get to learn as much as you can about it and and we will have medical professionals on here and political people on here. I mean, like, again, I think it's just, it's such a unique and amazing time for Mississippi to have a whole industry come here and, and we got to get on board.
0: Yeah. We've talked about it a lot on my show Mm -hmm. about that. Just, it's really cool to see a entire new industry come up that has no that had no footing here at all it reminds me of when uh the auto industry moved to mississippi mm-hmm. and you start seeing the suppliers pop up and the vendors and the and the and everything and it's really cool it's going to create jobs and we're going to look back in 10 years if not less and say can't believe we waited that long but of right. course we did let's take a break real quick sure. okay. come back and uh keep this train rolling this is grow your know brought to you by kelly's greens we'll be right back on 1039 wyab All right, welcome back into Know Your Grow, brought to you by Kelly's Greens. And I've got Kelly Williams and Chad King with Kelly's Greens. And I'm, of course, Clay Edwards, kind of a man in the ship over here, running the boards. Hey, guys, uh, we got a call during the break. Why don't we go straight to the call and uh, see what questions they have. Sure. All All right, hey, caller, thank you for staying on hold. You're on there.
3: Hey, hey, um, thanks for the show. Um, I think it's very informative, and we got something new in Mississippi Um, I think um, you're doing a great service to let everybody know what's going on. I have a question about um, gun ownership. I'm I'm a responsible um, gun owner, um, and I I have a a terrible back problem, SI joint pain. um, But I would like to participate with medical marijuana, but I don't want it to affect my ability to to buy and uh, continue to own weapons. I try to stay on top of the two-way changes and things like that, but I was thinking something was coming down the pipe that was stating that you could continue to purchase firearms if you have a medical marijuana card, if I'm if I'm saying that correctly. And and I'll go ahead and get off the phone and, and, and listen to the show if you can touch on that if you can. Hey, what was your name? Um, it's Ryan.
0: Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. We're going to answer your question right now.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye.
2: Well, th- thanks, Ryan, for that question. So this is literally on the break. We were just talking about, Clay, said so we got somebody with a question, and, and, and I wondered if it would be a gun question because that is the one that seems to permeate with everyone right now. And, again, just like with marijuana, there's a ton of misinformation um, that's being pushed out there on s- social media and everything else. I, I want to start by saying, first of all, the you getting a medical marijuana card – in no way affects the guns you own right now. Um, it has never affected any guns that somebody owns. So nobody's, nobody's gonna come and take your guns. <laughs> the, the, the second part is, is our medical cannabis act specifically dealt with gun, gun purchases and gun ownership. So we do have state protection. Also, more recently, this month, February, we had a, um, a new ruling that came out where They ruled where it was unconstitutional for someone to, for you to have a medical marijuana card to in any way infringe upon your Second Amendment rights. So, what a lot of the confusion comes from is the language that's on the federal form of when you purchase a firearm. The first question on there goes all the way back to the Gun Rights Act of 1962, which has a question that's very unique and just says, Are you addicted? To One of the controlled substances or, or whatever they have listed. It's a very broad question. And then it had a second part to it about you had to answer yes if you had a medical marijuana car. But now we do have U.S. case law precedent that came out earlier this month that makes it clear that obviously that is a right that cannot be infringed upon solely based on the status of a card user and so again i know that this is sort of like a a very big topic to a lot of people it's very important we we are we are dedicating a lot more time to that in one of the upcoming shows just because we realize how much people Care about this and how much misinformation is out there. So we'll dive into it much deeper about where your Second Amendment rights. You know what can happen. What we need to do. We'll go over the Gun Rights Act of 1962. But I hope that that helped for now to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that was great. And I and I will say, um, I think it uh, on the case that we're talking about, it's a Florida case. Um, and uh, we're waiting to see if the the uh, Department of Justice will appeal that. It was it, it was not at the obviously not at the the circuit level or the United States Supreme Court level. Uh, it was at a at, I believe it was a trial court level. I don't have my notes in front of me on it. but um, but it absolutely was. Uh, Chad was right that the the ruling said that um, uh, medical marijuana card holders have uh, a second amendment right. Um, that cannot be, uh, it's a fundamental right, and it can't be uh, mitigated or, uh, by, uh, by having a medical marijuana card. So that was the gist of, of the opinion. Um, we are definitely going to devote a lot of time to that going forward. Um, one of our uh, next shows, going to keep up with that case for sure. And as Chad mentioned, um, or I think he mentioned, you know, we have, as far as, a, and it is solely a federal issue. The Mississippi Medical Marijuana Act has protection built in to the to the bill itself at the state level so it's 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 not a state issue at all it is a federal issue and we now have some conflicting information at the federal level but what's what's great now is this is the first time we see this route going we now have a case in at a federal uh in front of a judge who has ruled in favor of the Second Amendment, and um, and so it'll be interesting to follow that. But uh, so, and we're going to follow it closely and um, make sure that that uh, everybody knows what their rights are.
2: Right, and, and federal law will like like if they deregulate marijuana or they take it off of that list right all of this is going to change tons of stuff is going to change everything from banking to everything else um with fdic and all that stuff so we're going to see a lot of changes coming in the next few years unfortunately you, you know it just takes a while even if they went ahead and Took it off the schedule or deregulated it immediately. It's going to take probably years to rewrite mm-hmm. a lot of these regulations, but I think we will see change again. We were number thirty-eight, the thirty-eighth state in the United States to have a medical marijuana program or a marijuana program. So everything is changing. Um,
0: yeah. So kind of the, the long and short of it is that, and I love the good explanations. I, mean, I, I love digging, pulling this onion back. That's right. one of my favorite things to do. So I'm so glad I got to be the host or the Kind of man the ship for this show because i'm very interested in all this stuff and mm-hmm. it gives me content for my show um but pretty much people have nothing to worry about if right. they want to keep their firearm and have their medical marijuana card that's, right. that's the question i get asked the most Correct. too it's the hottest button topic on my show when we discuss medical marijuana and uh, as of right now they have that's have nothing, right.
2: nothing to worry about and i'll tell you you know as we were sort of like je- i was joking a little bit in the break Again, I think this is a fear that we see a lot. And, and again, I've, I've had lots of people say, I want to get a card, but I don't want them to come take my guns. There is never a time in history where someone has shown up to your door and said, I want all of your guns, unless you're like convicted of a <laughs> felon and you can't own a gun. But right. but that's been the law forever. But just because you apply for a card and get a card, no, you know, no one is showing up to go, hey, you got your card today? I want all your guns. I think that these are these are sort of like some fear tactics that I think just develop over time like somebody says it and then, you know, it just blows up. But right. but but again, I I just I want people to breathe easy because we shouldn't, like Kelly just said, like this judge said, we shouldn't have to forego a fundamental constitutional right to mitigate our pain. <laughs> I, I think a lot and of people And so that's, are scared that's what it God. is. Right. That, that That's what it is. I mean, this is a medical program that you're being certified by doctors having one of the debilitating conditions. This isn't just an open free-for-all. These are people that meet the criteria that need it. So that does not mean, oh, hey, you want to get some some – Help with your pain. Give me your gun. Uh, I mean, it, that, that's just not. That's just not what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And I do think like,
0: uh, some of that fear too comes from stems from these red flag laws, where somebody can say, "I think they're a danger," and 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 whatnot. So I th- kind of mix all that together, and what right. just feels like a war on guns right now. Uh, you know, at least in the me- being played out in the media. So right. I, I just think all that kind of. Because to answer oh, sure. your question yeah. about where, where does this fear come from, I think that's where it comes from. Right. Yeah.
2: And, and, and fear can be healthy. But fear can also be very unhealthy, right. And so, um, so I just want to, you know, we, and we will, we'll peel back that onion, we'll go through all the layers because I get it. I, I'm, Kelly and I are both lawyers, and we agree the law is always tricky, and yeah. even it's when you think th- think it means something, <laughs> you know, like you know, like just like our Supreme Court, when you think something can't happen, they'll do it.
3: Y'all
0: yeah, want to take another call? Sure. Yeah, sure. another oh, call. Hey, ca- hey, caller, you're on there. Thank you for saying on hey, hold. Hey,
3: how you doing, this morning?
0: Hey, brother, how you doing? I'm doing fine.
3: And I got a quick question. Uh, I was just wondering with the med- the new medical uh, marijuana program in Mississippi. Is, I mean, I talked to my cardiologist about it. You know what I'm saying? Come like on, like a heart patient where I got like 30 to 35 percent my heart usage or my heart muscles. So he said it would be okay because I usually got like bad hip pain and shoulder pain, which that's why I retired from driving trucks. So would that help me instead of getting on quarter hour shots and stuff? Cause I used to get those like two or three times a year when I was driving trucks. So instead of getting those, I just came home out the road. I just got tired of taking the shots. That's, so that's the medication I take. So I just want to weave out some of the medicine and just go a natural way. Sure. So, so, Chris,
2: so Chris,
0: will answer that off there, brother. Thank you.
3: All
2: right, thank you. We're good. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're. I was just hanging up on him. Okay, cool. So I, I, I'll say this. Uh, as lawyers, we, we're we not giving out any medical right. <laughs> advice. We, we, we are not doctors. However, I was jumping
1: to the disclaimer. <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. However, I will say there are your your question is very common. There are a lot of people who say I am on a lot of medicines that I don't want to be on. Is marijuana or cannabis a way that I can alleviate some of the other medicines that may not be great, but you can go get them filled? And, you know, there's lots of bad medicines that are out there. We all know that. We've all seen the, the opioid crisis, all that stuff. So, so again, that is you you have to meet with a certified practitioner in the state to go over to make sure you meet one of the debilitating conditions. And then they, in their in-person consultation or telehealth whatever, in their visit with you, they explain to you this is what cannabis could help with or whatever. And then if you get a card, if you get certified and you get a card, you have to have a follow-up within six months. And that follow-up is important because that way you can say, I have felt better or this isn't quite right. working. Um the other thing is I, I try to explain to people when you get certified and you get a card, you can go to any dispensary you want to and in make up, we have these things called Mississippi Medical Cannabis Equivalency Units, and that's what you can purchase. But that can be made up of all kinds of things. It can be mm-hmm. smokable flour if you want to smoke. It can be a tincture, which are the drops. It could be a vape cartridge, you know, whatever you want. So there is sort of some trial and error, I think, on the part of the patient to see what works best for them. So, again, I think that, that you'll have a window of time to say, okay, yeah, I can see a difference with this, or this did not work as well, or maybe I will try this type of product. So
1: Absolutely. And I think that's one of the great things about our program in particular. Um, like you mentioned several times, we are, I think, 38 state. Um, and so we did. Um, I, I, you know, kudos to to um, to the legislators that that did put this together. It's a good bill. It's not perfect. I mean, it's not perfect, and nothing is. But I don't think anybody
0: would have expected perfect. That's no, right. not, not first that's time because right. right. they can always go back and make amendments. That's right. That's so right. I think right. it's going to be a little that's trial right. and error.
1: It is. Yeah. I think we. And got it has to grow.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> welcome. Let's, let's
0: take a break real quick. Yeah. Come okay. back and uh, pick this up. Man, sure. I, I, I know people are really, really enjoying this today. So this is know your grow. Uh, brought to you by Kelly's Greens with Kelly Williams and Chad King here live in the studio on uh, 103.9 WYAB. All right, welcome back into Grow Your Know, brought to you by Kelly's Greens. I'm joined here live in the Matt Kiker studios with Kelly Williams and Chad King of Kelly's Greens guys nice. this has been going great man i'm really enjoying this this morning oh
2: well, yeah we're having a great time uh, i did want to follow up on that on the last caller to say um there are a lot of really great practitioners in the state that are certifying patients and seeing patients um, there is a, a a group called Mississippi Cannabis Patients Alliance that has a list of all the mm-hmm. doctors that are in your area that that you can um, you can obviously um, go see and we'll have some of those great doctors on the show yep. um, as we go through the upcoming weeks and certainly can uh, speak with better confidence and knowledge <laughs> of uh, medical conditions <laughs> and how that works well,
0: can, let me ask this about the doctor thing and the physician um can can my personal family physician, can any personal family physician write this? Or do they have to have a separate certification from the state that says they can, you got to go to a different doctor to get this?
1: You can, you no, know, any doctor can get certified. Well, I mean, any any doctor right. who is licensed in, and not just, is it MDs and, and nurse practitioners? Well? And,
2: well, we have optometrists. Yep. Um, so So there is right now a qualification that they have to get. Eight extra hours of cannabis specific so they have certification to, gotcha. to be on the practitioner list. I, I've seen some bills that are out there right now floating around the legislators, maybe trying to pull that back. Some to say, "Well, look, if you're a doctor, you know, whatever." So, but, um, but again, right now. You do have to have eight I think it's eight extra hours certified through the Department of Health to be on that practitioner list.
0: I would think most doctors' physicians would would want would want the extra knowledge on it just so they they know what they're writing the proper type. Right deal i mean you know are are doctors going to be in charge of writing the strand you get or is that going to be up between you and Mm -hmm. the pharmacy that's well or dispensary that's right
1: yes so so what how it works is you go to your your your, uh your physician and you get your certification assuming you have a debilitating condition and the the uh, physician gives you a certification and you take that certification and you complete your um your uh medical marijuana card um, application, and you get your, your card from the Department of Health, and then you go to a dispensary of your choosing, and, um, and it's at that point, I think Chad um, alluded to this just a second ago, it's at that point that it is a little bit of trial and error on you go to a dispensary of your choosing, and you choose a product um, that you want to try that and and now now we know um, now we can't make nobody can make medical claims um, that is prohibited in, in by our law that you can't make a specific medical claim about uh, a condition and the use of um, medical marijuana as a cure or or treatment or anything like that. However, we do obviously as we go down this this road, we gain knowledge and research about what what people say helps them works for them or doesn't work for them and we have people people should be in these dispensaries that say hey you know people say this works for this or this strain research shows this may work for this so you can you can do things like that and guide people but people make their own decisions based on uh, on their knowledge base and what they learn about their bodies and about medical marijuana and also about what uh, what use works for them you know right. Perhaps, you know, originally somebody had said, you know, who in the world is ever going to want to smoke, smoke a, do a smokeable in a medical program? Well, you would be surprised. A lot of people still prefer a smokable in a medical to mitigate suffering and pain. Sure. Um, and then some people, you know, people who, who knew, knew users of medical marijuana, people who have not been self-medicating but up until now, like through the black market and other ways, um, you know, most people, I, I think a lot of people may not want a smokable. If they've never smoked before, they, they may not want a smokable. They may want a tincture like, with like a mm. drop on the tongue or they may want an, an edible. edible. I right. like the
0: gummies.
2: Yeah. Right, yeah. An edible gummy is good. Um, again, you know, so that's what it is. It's it is. They can come in. We can provide educational information in that, whether this is sativa, you know, more heavy on that or more heavy on indica or whatever. We can provide that information with our bud tenders or whomever that that can help people make informed decisions. But it is sort of open to these patients to come in and make up those MMCUs how they want and what they like or what works for them um, to see. But, but, But cannabis is so... So, um, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. So like we can make pills. I mean, like just like any other pill that that you have. So, so not everybody, you know, some people say, oh, I don't want to smell like a skunk or what, like, you know, that's what my mom would say. (laughs) Um, so, um, so anyway, so, so yeah, so, so I know Janet, so, so there's all kinds of things that can happen. And so again, All that doctor is doing is saying, I met with this patient, they meet the criteria, and so I am certifying them. So it's not like they're writing a prescription, they're just giving a certification, and then it's sort of on that patient to say, I need as much information from this dispensary, and I'll make this decision and see what works for me, Mm -hmm. which is great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I, another legal question here that I've heard get thrown around some, um, I'm going to ask it in the first person. Mm-hmm. My hometown doesn't have dispensaries. Is it legal for me to get it from outside my hometown and bring it in for yes. another dispensary? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. cannot yeah.
1: take it over state lines. Right. Got it. But, but uh, you can. So the opt-outs that that occurred early on. Um, that was simply the opt-outs were were applicable for the businesses. Um, anybody in Mississippi, as long as they have a certification, can uh, can 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 right. buy medical marijuana and use medical marijuana. Now they can't use it publicly. I don't care what you where you are, but but you can yeah. um, right. you can take it back to your home and use it uh, as long as you have a card and you've gotten it legally and, and all of that.
0: Right. Good, yeah. good. So people that live in the City of Madison. Can go to Jackson or Canton or wherever that's, that's right. decided to that's do it right. and bring it back, and they're, they're not going to legally get in trouble if they get pulled over with their medical marijuana. Correct.
2: Right. Yeah. So, what, what they did change, um, so every you know everybody always says you know well how does this change the the law or whatever first of all you still can't drive under the influence none of that changed DUI is exactly the same um it what it did change though was the possession limit law so so if you have it in your vehicle and you're pulled over for something else you are allowed to possess up to 28 MMCEUs at a time now they need to remain in their packaging from the dispensary with a card (laughs) that's right 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 yeah with a card oh yeah um well, if you didn't have a card, you shouldn't have it. So. <laughs> well, I, mean. I, just, I just wanted to say you, but, you yeah. have to have a medical marijuana card. That's right. It does, yeah. So, yeah. so that does help in that regard. But everything else is the same. In fact, our act has a specific prohibition against using it in an automobile right. anyway. So, again, you, which is a good thing. That's I mean, right. That's imparam- a great thing. I imagine I'm is
0: technology imparam- is forthcoming for them to do a breathalyzer for some kind of a uh, field oh, sobriety sure. thing for this. Right. right. Surely, it's 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 in route if it doesn't already exist. Right. Right
2: yeah and, and and i think it will so so i always just like you know some people that say oh you know now we're just going to have potheads everywhere or whatever i you know i, I do want to say have potheads that's here. right well <laughs> we've had them here but anyway but you still can't operate a vehicle the, the the same way it our act gives some protections for discrimination for like jobs and things like that however like i always point out it doesn't mean that you can be high at work. <laughs> it doesn't that's mean you can be under a, the influence. It's exactly
0: yeah, the same. That's a phenomenal point. And I'm sure y'all have a whole yeah. show planned about this. yes, yes we do the, the yes. job thing. That's right. <laughs> but I'm so excited, so glad that they, there's some protections built in there for people who do need it and they go to work because it's always been a hard thing to say. Okay, well, yeah, but you failed a drug test. Yeah, but I got high last night. I'm not yeah. high today. That's right. Yeah.
1: There, and there's there's there and that's <laughs> that's that is the, probably the main most complicating part of 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 cannabis versus say uh some other drug that's out of your system really quickly right. like, opioid well, right. Well, right. So,
2: well say you're prescribed adderall and they drug test you or, or whatever opioid and they drug test you you're going to fail the drug test yeah but but, 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 you have a prescription. but you have a
0: prescription so you're fine but with marijuana it's like yeah but are you high at work because it's mind-altering air quotes in the right. studio
2: right so I again, I, th- I think that we'll, you know, th- that is something, that's an that's onion fine. that we'll have to yeah, peel we back will pull back a lot. But at least we have some protections built in. And, and I do give great kudos to that because, again, I think we're trying to stop you know unnecessary fears or I, I i always say what i really miss about politics and things are just common sense and and i feel like we've lost a lot of common sense um so i think that if we will just you know not create problems that don't exist, right. but let's address problems that are there. Um, I, I think that's a great way to do it. But they, there are some very specific protections in the act, and we're going to go through the act yeah. and peel some of that back because it um everybody just needs to know. Employers and employees need right. to know. Excellent. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, let's take a break real quick. Come back, and uh, we'll have a couple minutes left. Let people know about Kelly's Greens. Sure. Where to find y'all. Okay. The whole nine yards. All right. We'll be right back. This is Grow Your Know with Kelly Williams and Chad King, right here on 103.9 WYAB. All right, welcome back in as we get ready to land the plane here on the first episode of Know Your Grow, brought to you by Kelly's Greens. I've got Kelly and Chad here in the studio with me here in live in the Mac Hyga Flowwood Studios. And guys, a great first show. We're going to be here every Tuesday, yep. 9 to 10. That's right. And uh, I know I'm looking forward to it, especially after the first one here, man. We, y'all, y'all are great. I'm learning a lot. And I know y'all got two lawyers. So for me to get the opportunity to absorb <laughs> the knowledge from two attorneys, this is great for me. I mean, there's people that pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, hey, so uh, real quick, a little bit about Kelly's Greens. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> where are y'all located? Where are the dispensary is going to be located? How can people find y'all?
1: So uh, the best way to find us is uh, on our website, um, kellysgreen.org. And, um, and then, uh, and I'll tell you just, we are vertically integrated, and um, we are, uh, actually, I will say, I'm just going to, that, that we are, I can say this 100% with accuracy and confidence, we are the only company that has fought for medical marijuana for Mississippians from the beginning. Literally been in this fight since 2018, and that is not even an exaggeration. And And you're both Mississippians. And we are both Mississippians. I'm born and raised uh, Mississippian, and I've raised my children here. I'm still here and uh, practice law here. And so we are all about Mississippi, and um, I love to wear the badge of we fought for this. And, and I, you know, I— doesn't say anything about anybody else other than other than actually didn't say anything about anybody else period it just says uh, our commitment to mississippians and um to have stayed in this um since the right. beginning
2: yeah so we're vertically integrated meaning that we grow we process we dispense um and so we have a grow facility in jackson we have three dispensaries right now across the state uh, we will add two more um again you know so we are We've already had our first harvest, and so we are very, very excited and proud of what we've done in the state. We do have our website, kellysgreen.org, uh, but you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Is it Kelly's Green or Green? Greens? Just green yeah pool. it's not okay. like turnip greens got it um, that <laughs> that's what i always think of yeah uh you know is, is food of course but right. um <laughs> but again you know so you can find us on all those social medias um our our website has a lot of education on it it has a frequently asked question so if there's something that you're wanting to know about getting cards or how the program works or who's regulating this um again we're going to dive into a lot of these as we go forward but but yeah you can go on our website and see sort of what we're about and what we stand for and what we're doing right. Yep, uh,
0: and we're yep.
1: excited for you to grow your nose. Yes. Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, we're out of time. Kelly, Chad, I do appreciate y'all. Everybody, the podcast will be available here shortly. I will load it up as a separate podcast. Just go search Clay Edward Show and it'll be Know Your Grow, episode one, clayedwardshow.com.